Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I interview inspiring, fascinating women who are navigating aging with class and sass. I'm your host, Nicole Christina. Hey everyone, I am so grateful for all of the downloads, and I'd love a rating on iTunes and a comment. And please subscribe. It helps the show's rating so other people can find it and learn how to age well. And if you are loving the podcast, why not check out the companion online course, Zestful Aging, Simple and Sustainable Habits for Health and Longevity. You can access it through my website, NicoleChristina.com forward slash Zestful Aging. It's based on the Harvard Study of Adult Development, and I'm really proud of how it's turned out. Well, I've got my coffee in my hand and my trusty dog Sparky beside me, so let's begin. Today we're going to speak with Bobby Palmer, who's the founder of Date Like a Grown-Up. Bobby teaches independent, smart, accomplished women over 40 how to date in order to find lasting and grown-up love. And she distinguishes the difference between a good date and a good mate and teaches the practical ways to meet quality men. Her system focuses on balancing the head and the heart and learning how to determine if he's a keeper. She's been on the Today Show, Huffington Post, NPR, Match.com, eHarmony, AARP, and the list goes on and on. And I just wanted to make a special disclaimer. We're going to be talking about heterosexual love and heterosexual relationships because that's where Bobby's expertise and experience lie but there are certainly some parts of this that are transferable so welcome Bobby thank you I'm so happy to be here it's great thank you for inviting me oh great I'm, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say you are I think your your whole um work is is debunking this myth that you know all the good ones are taken and you're you know you you're more likely to get hit by lightning and you are saying that is not true no it's not true at all in fact it's a it's a great time to be bringing love into your life and that that so there's so many advantages and i i'll be happy to talk about them what do you think nicole Yes, please do, because I think people really, you know, the people that I meet with uh, who are clients and who have had a hard time finding a romantic relationship are saying, you know, I may just have to accept that I'm going to be a single woman and that's the journey they're on right now. But you're saying that there are still options, so I'd love to hear uh, your your thoughts about why this is a particularly good time. Okay, great. Because um, I got married, I became a first-time bride at age 47. And um, so I, I lived part of this, you know, going through my 40s and um, thinking I was the only woman on the planet who hadn't figured this out, right? And the fact of the matter is, now that I do this work and I help women do what I do, which is find love later in life. Um, there's women, uh, I work with women through their mid seventies. Um, and uh-huh. <laughs> right. Who some whom have never had really felt like they've been loved. They've never been well loved. And the uh-huh. advantage of, of doing this now, there's so many, but one of them is because we're so much smarter. <laughs> We're really so much smarter and we have so much life experience. And a lot of people look at that like that's a negative, right? Like, oh, I have baggage. But it's your baggage, it's your life experience that's created who you are today and given you the tools and the skills that you have, like good communication, like understanding, you know, understanding what's real versus fantasy. Um, not having at this time of age, at this time of life, you don't have to, you're not, you can focus on you and your mate because 
hopefully. <laughs> you've, you know, you've got children probably and grandchildren, but right now it can be your time, which in your 20s and 30s, um, it's, it's not possible. And one thing I want to say too that's, that's wonderful about, about love at this time in life, when you have two adults, two mature adults coming together who are committed to relationship and who have the skills that they've learned throughout their lives and they've also had that life experience so they have the perspective, uh, that's what makes it so special and that's what makes um, finding that partnership at this time of life just amazing and something that really is hard to get when you're younger. It doesn't really happen when you're younger. It sounds like you're saying there's a whole different quality to it mm-hmm. than when we're in our 20s. Oh, yeah. There's exactly. And um, the, the big difference is, you know, you don't sweat the small stuff, right? Again, that perspective gives you so much, so, adds so much value. Um, and mm-hmm. the quality, again, it's when you have, actually, my brother, who's uh, in his mid-50s, no, no, mid-50s, early 60s, um, he's, become, he's recently single, and he's just now dating somebody uh, regularly, and what he said to me was, it's really different when two grown-up people come together and try to make a relationship <laughs> work. It's completely different, because we, we're just smarter, and they can communicate better, and they're more open, and they're both great on their own. So, and they're not, it's not like you're looking for someone to create a life with. You're looking for someone to enhance your existing life. And you're not looking for their potential. You're looking for who they really are. As long as you have the skills uh, to be able to know that. And that's what some of us are missing, no matter how old we are. That's really interesting to me. I actually uh, just wrote a uh, uh Sorry, I'm have blanking. I, I just wrote a piece on why love uh, is better as we age in response to something we had talked about seeing the, the film The Age of Love. And it really syncs with what you're saying. And the couple things that stand out is you have more time, as you said. You have more time to focus on the relationship. And you realize that life is not going to continue on forever mm-hmm. it's you know so so it, there's a preciousness and i think you said you you don't sweat the small stuff mm-hmm. but it really you know it really sinks with what you're saying here and it sounds like what you've seen in your work yeah yeah i want to say though there's a lot of things that stand in our way right so it's kind of like you talked about the idea that, you know, what is it? You're, you're, be- you're more likely to get hit by lightning than to find love after 40, right? Which is, um, has been debunked and it's bull. But what happens is, again, no matter what age we are, so many of us, and I put myself in that category, that's why it took me till almost 50 to, you know, to even open up to love. Like really, for real, put my walls, get my walls down and really be open to it and receive it. Uh, we have, so we do have, um, experience in our past that, um, you know, include rejection, that include loss, that include um, so many things that layer on, right? Layer after layer after layer as we get older and that make us feel fearful or hopeless or unworthy. And those are the things that I help women clear. Those are the things that I help them like clear those those layers, those things that you're, all the way back to what your parents defined you as and your exes defined you as and the media has defined you as. And it's really about re, sort of reintroducing yourself to the woman you are today and your strengths and your, um, your resilience and your smarts and, um, and your heart which so many of us, because of the fear and because of the worry and we don't want to be rejected, we put those walls up. I called mine my wall of I dare you. Mm. Right? And so you have so much to look forward to, but first, if, if you're having those fears and you're holding back, it's really important 
to have somebody help you sort of lower your wall and clear that old stuff so that really the real you, the authentic you, um, the whole you, can, you can express her and attract, attract love into your life. It sounds to me like this system is fantastic regardless of if you find a mate or not. Mm. It's a total reset. I mean, you're teaching people things that are life-changing um, and I would think would add to their satisfaction and happiness whether or not they're able to find um, a love partner. Yeah. It's, it's funny you say How do you that. do that, Bobby? Can you give <laughs> some examples of what that looks like? Absolutely. Um, uh, and by the way, I do have clients, I do have women that I've worked with who have not yet found their mate, but that's what they, they their life has completely changed because um, they found who they are. So I have a six-step system. My first three steps are, um, are all of the internal work. It's all about us. And it's not that there's something wrong with us. It's just that there's things we don't yet know. And so what I do is step one, I help you um, un, sort of take off those masks of how other people define you and really dig in and really understand what it is about you, what are the qualities about you that are so special. And that doesn't mean you have to like be curing cancer or climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. It means what, what makes people special is their heart, right? And their compassion and their passion and um, what they you know what they care about those are the simple things and we've been kind of trained that like unless we do these big grand things and we're amazing um, that we're not worthy of love which is um, which is a message we got very early on in our life probably so we really uh, uh, excavate um, who you really are today, looking at it through your own lens. And then I teach women how to express her, how to express her because we're not used to talking about ourselves, right? You know what I mean, right? We had to be like nice, quiet girls and, you know, not make waves and not be, you know, create too much attention. And I'm here to tell you that um, that's, that was then this, and now it's about helping men and people get to know you. And so that's a skill you have to learn. Um, and the second step is, I call it, I'm fabulous, what's the damn problem? And that's about, because that's what you, you use know, a I lot want. of humor. I think in your work, you use I a try. lot of humor. I'm you sure that's to. helpful, yeah. yeah. You have to, and that was, that's what we do, right? We walk around going, I'm, I'm fabulous, what the hell? Where is he? Why can't I figure this out? And, um, and that's about going through some limiting beliefs and some what I, you know, gremlins that have that we all have. So let's let's drag them out. Let's put shine a light on them, and then I teach you tools to manage them and to get past them, so that you're not creating, you're not self sabotaging, and you're actually going out there and mm -hmm. and um, doing what you do best, which is and and authentically is attract the right man attract love, attract the right person, even attract the right job or attract the right friends or, right? Because we, your fears are what are standing in your way. I always say it's your fear of rejection that's getting you rejected. Mm -hmm. and so it sounds like you have a very clear system and I'm wondering how did that develop? I know you have years of experience uh, in the corporate world, but I, this sounds like a really beautiful system and I'm wondering how, how that came to be. Mm. A lot of it has to do with my own personal experience. When I, when I in my like sort of early 40s, I finally, after really hiding in my career for a very long time, um, thinking that I was out there, but really I had that wall up and I was hiding. I finally decided, you know what, I really, I really want this. Like, I, I'm okay alone. I don't want to be alone the rest of my life. I want a partner. I'm sick of doing it all myself. I want to feel loved. I've never been someone's number one, and damn it, I want it. And so I, I set out to learn. Well, that's well, what were the, do you remember any of the um, sort of watershed moments where things were fine? You know, I know you had a comfortable life, you had a big career, and then 
what happened that all of a sudden were you in the grocery store and say I'm tired of cooking for one or how, how did this appear to you I you know what I really I wish I could tell you this like one like like ah oh, moment right where, <laughs> right. where the message came down and um, but a lot of it <laughs> from the mount that's right right saying you want this um, what it really was is this is how my system I, I developed my system again through my own experience um, at the time I was doing this I, I decided I needed to do the work I first had to understand it was about me right so all the drama all my past drama and all my past like hurt and pain of quote-unquote relationships um, I was a common denominator so I had to work on me I didn't go in I didn't start I was with a therapist because there weren't coaches then um, I went in to work on me and to figure out how to sort of open my heart more just in general and that's when she helped me admit and I mean that like capital letters admit I really wanted love in my life and I wasn't okay without it and so that's what we all have to do that's that's you know the big epiphany that I had and I could tell you one thing I do want to tell you one thing I, I know we're gonna watch time but I do want to tell you an experience that really changed everything for me uh, working with this incredibly talented therapist she at one point and I'd been dating and like first date first date never getting calls you know um, and then I'd hide for a few years and then I'd start dating again and go through the same process um, my therapist said to me do, um, do you want to know how I perceived you when I was first getting to know you and that's a scary it's a scary thing and I said nah, maybe yeah <laughs> yeah and she said <laughs> it depends yeah that's right um, she said you show up like everything's great like everything's fine you have it all together and you and that uh, nothing bothers you and that you're perfectly fine and that you don't need anything and when you show up that way to people not just to men not just to the opposite sex not just to the same sex when you show up that way even just to potential friends who wants a friend who doesn't need them who wants a friend that has everything together and there's no place for you to enhance their life there's no place for you to be valuable to them and that was like really an aha for me it was like because I did need people and I did want love and I did want those things and my life was far from perfect and um, that's interesting and I think people will I know the women sometimes my clients think that they appearing perfect is super attractive mm -hmm. that's what everybody wants but it's not very um, approachable or mm -hmm. and it doesn't allow the other person to feel like they can be imperfect yep that's right and and we know and the other thing that that she asked me was it, and by the same sort of in the same lines if you had a friend that never needed you they never wanted you to take them to the airport or put you know be able to put their head on your shoulder and cry in your arms they never wanted your advice nothing never needed you would that person be a friend could that could that be someone that you think of as a friend and the answer was for me and for every woman I ask no that's that's an acquaintance maybe but that's not somebody I'm gonna make a connection with as human to human connection and that was a really big aha and I swear to you the the honest truth is the next date I went on I was a, I was a different person and I remember driving home thinking oh my gosh I'm not exhausted hmm. because I was being me it wasn't was a show real. you weren't performing yes. yeah yes and I got second dates but that but that takes you know I'm, I'm just going back to what you said earlier really admitting to yourself that you wanted a loving partnership and you didn't have one but admitting to yourself but I want it that's a very courageous statement mm -hmm. if it's not there for you right to, to really say yes this is something I long for and I may never get it mm -hmm. it is and and one thing that that you said that uh, 
is a big part of getting past that, like that wall of I dare you that I had. Getting past that is the idea that life is short. <laughs> We're, you know, there's going to be a time that you're going to not just not just leave this planet or, you know, but you're going to need somebody to help you through life in, in very specific ways. I mean, we, we almost all of us do. And, um, and the truth is, I can say this for myself, I just didn't want to die alone. I, I'll, let me just be direct. Mm-hmm. We don't want to, nobody wants to die alone. Nobody wants that. And that's what, yeah. as single people, as single women, we think, geez, you know, I'm 60 years old. And so that's one part of finding the courage because you, to me, you have to balance the risk and reward. And that's what it came, what, how it sort of opened me up to the possibility. And that's how I help clients do it. Two things. You have to balance risk-reward, and you have to remember that you have slayed way worse dragons than a man saying no to you, or a person you're interested in saying no to you. By this age, Mm -hmm. there's so many things that we've overcome and accomplished, Mm -hmm. and it's our 18-year-old, it's our 20-year-old that is, is holding onto that fear, that fear of rejection, and what I'm here to say and what I'm here to teach women is that is helping you get into your authentic self and again realizing who you really are and you'll find and that the strength is there not only it's there but when you really can articulate who you are and wrap your arms around it and embrace it you want to get out there and go look at me like I'm like I'm cool and I'm going to find somebody who really appreciates that and if people say no along the way, you, I can live I, through it. I can live. I'm, I'm curious, you know, you're talking about such great stuff. I'm, t- I'm curious about the process and how it is for you to work with a woman individually and, a, uh, and versus doing some of the events where women are hearing the their next door neighbor, their, you know, back in the the third row say exactly what they're thinking do you find that that helps your work when they can be in a group of other maybe hesitant frightened Mm. individuals oh yes yes absolutely i mean that's why um i say you know you're not alone there's not there's nothing wrong with you there's just some things you don't yet know and yeah you, you nailed it like and this happened to me, knowing, you think you're the only one that doesn't get it, right? And also, you see what you want to see. So when I was single, and this is true of women, our perspective, we want to be right. So if we think everybody else is a couple, that's all we see. <laughs> that's what we see, because it makes us right. So yes, having that um, community, which I have with Date Like a Grown Up, um, I have through Facebook, through um, courses that I do that are group courses. Um, that community is so valuable. It's, it's inc- because you're not alone and seeing other women go through it and move through their fear and um, learn those skills and have them actually like create great results. It show, it's like anything else. It shows us, I, I could do that too. Um, and that's my story. My story is, I did it, and and I can show you how I did it, and you could do it too. And I've got hundreds and hundreds of women around the world who um, who can, who have proven it. Mm-hmm. And so I work with women one on one. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I take them through the six steps. Um, that's through private coaching, but I also have group coaching um, and other programs that are um, home learning or self-learning that teach you pieces of it um, and that take you through the steps in a more group setting. I see. Has your system evolved over the years, Bobby, or is it pretty much the same system you made for yourself many years ago? It's definitely evolved. Um, the, The essentials of what did I need to learn are still there. Right, but certainly every woman I work with, I learn from them. Every woman I talk to, I learn from them. So, in terms of the, um, in terms of the experience that I that I help these help women 
um, feel and go through and in terms of, you know, activities and exercises and, and yeah, and like, how do you get that courage? Um, I've, I've learned so much. I've been doing this a little over 10 years now. Um, so yeah, it evolves all the time based on what, you know, what I learn from my studies from, um, and from success stories in a lot of ways. And everyone's Do you unique. have any people, right. Do you have any people who have been uh, big influencers on you in terms of your system and how you think about this? That's a really good question. Um, one of the thing, one of the things that is most, one thing I teach, and I help women understand that's most valuable, is understanding grown-up men. The men, this is another reason it's so great to be looking for love at this time in your life. Just like we've evolved and we've learned um, and we've matured, so have most men, mm -hmm. right? And so when you're, say, in your 50s, 60s, and you've probably, maybe you've been in a marriage or a relationship or whatever, and maybe you haven't dated for a long time, you don't have, you're still thinking those guys out there are like those 20-year-olds, and they're not, mm -hmm. thank God. So Alison Armstrong, <laughs> Alison Armstrong was a huge influence on me. Her website is understandmen.com and she mm -hmm. helps women understand men and she comes at it um, through such, you develop such empathy and understanding and that, the fear that you talked about, the fear goes away when you feel truly like prepared and you feel like you have the tools and the knowledge to do this, just like everything else in your life. And um, like a map, you're going in there in yeah. the terrain with a map instead of just blind. Yeah, like like flailing away, and I don't know how to do this. And <laughs> um, so Allison was a great. She, I can't say enough about her and her work. And um, and I I actually use a lot of her work in educating women. Huge part of this because grown up men are like are awesome. Hello, Zestful Agers. A short intermission to thank you for the incredible amount of downloads. I love creating this podcast, and it's so satisfying to know that you are enjoying it too. Creating and hosting Zestful Aging has been a blast, but it does require a lot of time and resources to deliver a high-quality interview to you every week. So I've signed up with Patreon, which is kind of like Kickstarter, but for ongoing artistic projects. Unlike Kickstarter, the donations are recurrent and the amount is usually smaller. When you become a patron of Zestful Aging, you will receive special benefits like behind the scenes info, a place to communicate with other listeners as well as other patron-only bonuses. These funds will be used to make equipment upgrades, particularly for mobile interviewing, and to travel to interview guests like to New York City to interview participants in the Diversity Fashion Show. I also need to hire a professional editor. So please go to patreon.com forward slash zestful aging and make a small but vital donation. Thank you for contributing to the ongoing success of zestful aging. And I can't wait to bring you more juicy, inspiring interviews. Now back to the show. What, tell me a little bit of, uh, what you mean when you say, you know, men have evolved, they're different. It, it's, it sounds very clear that your belief is that men's brains or men's essences are different than women's. Is that, is that correct? Is that fair to say? Uh, very much. Um, our communication is different. How we, how we, um, not just how we speak, but how we process information um, an example is women, you know, women are more verbal, um, mm -hmm. which we, I think we all know, like ask my husband, he'll tell you, <laughs> um, we, sometimes we make their heads explode. 
Um, we're more verbal, so we tend to think, a lot of us tend to think out loud and verbalize where men process internally and verbalize. Mm -hmm. So that creates all kinds of stuff if you don't understand that it's just being a man when he doesn't answer you right away or when he quote unquote crawls into his cave. He's not leaving you. He's not abandoning you. He's not saying no to you. He's being really thoughtful. He's doing what he needs to do. That's just one example of how there's so many things that we can, that can upset us so much and make us feel um, like not special or unworthy or unloved or, or ignored, which I hate. It's like my thing. Like don't ignore me because it freaks mm. me out. Um, mm. So instead of us being pissed off, feeling bad about ourselves and creating, you know, all kinds of, of issues with the relationship, we could sit back and go, oh, look, he's being a man. That's cool. I'm going to let him do that. And I think I'll go out with my girlfriends and like go see a movie, you know, um, those are, that's some example of where the understanding makes such a huge difference, uh, with men and women being able to communicate and accept one another. Um, and the other thing is you asked about like how they're different grown up men. Um, as I call it, I'm doing air quotes, grown up men are the men that have achieved in life. They're comfortable with what they've done. They're proud of what they've done, but that's not what life is all about anymore. Right. And it's more, and life is more about connection as men age, as they lose their testosterone, they become right. They're more, their feminine qualities tend, they tend to be more in touch with their feminine qualities. That's why a lot of times you see men who are, I hear women complain all the time. I'm like the men I'm meeting are like in their late sixties and seventies. And all they want to do is like play golf and watch TV. Well, you know what? They've been for 50 years, they've been performing and they've been um, competing and they've been showing everybody how, you know, smart they are and how great they are and how, and, and now they want to rest. Now they want to rest. Wow. And those are the kind of men that we want, right? The men, they're now looking for relationship, for connection. They, instead of climbing ladders, they're help, they want to help other people achieve in their lives. Mm -hmm. They want to add to other people's lives. Um, they've learned how to communicate where 25 year olds like forget it. Um, they've got perspective that really helps them and, and they know what they want and they know how to get it. And they're not putting notches in their bedpost. Oh, right. Right. They're not right, led right. by their testosterone and their ego. I see. Is it important for men at this age also to understand how women are different? Is that part of your system where they need a little education manual too about how we operate? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> yeah. And I get this from women all the time. Like, why are you telling me what to do? You should be telling men what to do because they're all, you know, fill in the blank. Right. And, and mm -hmm. my answer is, yeah, men should learn. They should be out there doing what, what you're doing. But my job is to help you. My job is to teach you. And mm -hmm. guess what? If you're meeting men or you're up against a man who hasn't learned this for whatever reason, um, then he's not for you. You know, if he's not at the same place, but I'll tell you one thing, a lot of men read my blogs. Um, a lot of men, I have a lot of men, like all man fans, they read my articles, they read my writing and they tell me number one, that I'm right, which I love, <laughs> love to hear that. Mm, They're like, you oh, get me, yeah. you get, you know, you get me. But, uh, but more oh, than that, wow. they learn about women through, um, through sort of reading what I'm teaching and reading the comments and so forth. And they get in conversation. So, um, so people ask me if I work with men and I help men, I don't coach men directly, but I help them by coaching the women and by helping women bring out their very best and understand the men better. Um, and I have three principles that I work by. Number one is balance your head and heart. When you were younger, it was like all heart. And then as you got older, you're probably all like all in your head. And so we need to learn to balance those. And the second principle is show kindness to yourself and the men you meet. 
Mm-hmm. That fear, that, that when we lose that fear, it has, we have room for empathy. We have room for understanding. And the third uh, principle is um, take responsibility for your actions and outcomes. Uh, men aren't doing stuff to you. You're responsible for, for your outcomes. And when you learn and you grow and you don't expect men to do all the work, um, then love comes in your life. Love, love and, and all kinds of other things come into your life. I love your, uh, your distinction you talk about on your website, helping people tell the difference between a good date and a good mate. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite subjects because it screws us up. Chemistry is just like, chemistry kills. It, it's, you know, there's studies that show that when you're feeling that, like, but that like chemistry, like, oh my God, I'm so in love. Oh my God, I have to, you know, that kind of thing that <laughs> it really affects the same part of your brain that cocaine does, that addict, you get addicted. And so um, this is the idea of date like a grown-up is, you, is dumping your 18, 25-year-old um, views of things and uh, guidelines by which you choose men. And as a grown-up, looking for what what do you need to be happy and so a good date is and i hear this all the time oh my god we had the best conversation and we was like back and forth and you know we laughed and we just had this like thing you know we had this connection um mm-hmm. that the magic is, it's magic it's chemistry i just know he's the one and um when i hear that i just think okay you know i that's my challenge as, as your coach to help you understand that is a good date. And a lot of times, especially men who are older, if they're good dates like that, it's because they've had a lot of practice. And that's not the man you want. Ah. Right? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who can woo you and wow you and, you know, he's, he's had practice at it. He knows what women want and he's given it to him. And that's why those things heat up really fast and fizzle really fast. So you're not looking for a good date, you're looking for a good mate, and that's the third step in my system. Who is he getting past your list? Dump the what he has to look like, how tall he is, what his education level is, and all that, and start looking, what, what do I need in order to be happy? How do I need to feel in order to be happy? When you use that guideline, that's when you find a good mate. And you stop looking mm-hmm. at things through your you know, 18-year-old eyes. Yeah. I think also what I've found just talking to uh, some of my clients, some of them are younger, they're, they may be in uh, undergrad or grad school, and they just don't seem to have a concept of, you know, this sort of quality, this litmus test, you know, is there quality there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's this idea, and I'm sure you've heard this a million times, like, oh, he completes me, <laughs> yeah. and we're to have, so that, you know, and, and it sounds like um, a movie trailer. Uh-huh. And yeah. there's no sense that, you know, some of this is not perfect. Some of it is, you know, disappointing. Some of it is accepting parts that you, you know, are not your favorites. Uh, It's real life. Mm -hmm. And I hear, you know, some of my clients really hoping for this, this fairy tale still. Mm. Do you, do you see that in your work? I do. I do. And again, I mean, I see it in, in women of, you know, my clients run from like about 35 all the way through late 70s. So I see that in women who, um, you know, are, are um, mature. <laughs> and they're still looking for what I call the buzz, right? It's the buzz. Mm-hmm. It's the, I just feel it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like the thing that they have. It's their thing. Everyone, every woman has like their thing. And so, yeah, I see that a lot. And I'll tell you, that's one of the most life-changing um, it's one of the most life-changing uh, teaching, learnings, it's not really a word, um, that women get from me, is how do you, not only how do you tell a good man, but how do you want a good man? How do you get past ah. that? How do you get past that, 
that craving for that excitement and that energy because yeah you know after that's not the stuff that makes day-to-day -day relationship happy right that's not the guy you can count right. on that's so when I have so yes I see that a lot and when I have a woman come to me and say yeah you know what I really liked him and he was nice and we had good conversation I think I'll go out with him again I get excited <laughs> That's when I get I excited. see, because it's more measured. It sounds like it's more thoughtful and measured. Exactly. Exactly. I'm curious about women who are uh, in, well into middle age and who are wanting to have a child mm. and um, how, how that might uh, be part of the picture here, that mm -hmm. they're, they're getting older and they really want a, a, a father for their child. Is that something you also talk to people about I I do and to be really honest it's 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 a challenge it's very challenging um, I have women that are in their 40s um, you know early to mid uh, who yeah they they really gosh they really want children and I, I first of all my heart goes out to them because because um, I the need is so strong and mm -hmm. um, it's not something they want to do alone they've thought about it but they don't want to do it alone. Uh, and it is a challenge because I do a lot, like I met my husband online. Um, and most of my clients meet their partners online, not all, but the vast majority. So an example is you go online and you put, you know, you put your profile out there and then always asks, do you want kids? You know, yes or no. And would you accept a partner with kids? So a woman who's 43 years old or 44 years old who says, I want kids, Unfortunately, a man who really wants children is not going to risk it. He's looking for a 30-something. And, and you can't blame him. You know, it, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. That said, that's the, that's the reality. That said, um, I've, had, I, I've guided women through meeting men and falling in love. And I've had um, them try I've had um, a woman, I've had a few that have adopted with the men that they meet. Mm -hmm. um, and I do talk to them too about, you know, freezing eggs and doing things, you know, going to a doctor, of course, that's not my expertise, but going to a doctor and talk mm -hmm. to, talking to a doctor about at least setting themselves up with options. So it's a tough thing. I, I'm sure you have the same thing, right? It's... Um, there's just there's a reality it's very tricky yeah yes. there's reality yeah. and uh, and what I tell them what what basically what I say is you have to really decide like are you not are you going to give up on partnership if and, and make this something that's a must-have and it's their decision I could never tell them how to answer that question but I do let them know the reality if that's a must-have for you at 45 years old um, Finding a man who's going to try to have children with you, it's, it's going to be a challenge. Mm -hmm. Are there particular uh, dating sites that you think are better than others? Um, ask better questions or more in tune with what really matters and bringing people together? Yeah. Um, I'm smiling because it's, that's um, somebody once said to me, the, the best one is the one where you meet your husband. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> that's the best side. it's so flip right but yeah. it's like okay fine I get that that was somebody when I was learning this right it's like that's not helpful um, <laughs> the, there's there's two there's a couple decisions you make when you're choosing do you want to be active or passive so there's sites like eHarmony there's sites like um, elite singles there's um, sites that in other words there's sites that do matching so you answer like a zillion questions. Okay, Cupid does some of that. You, you answer a lot of questions and they present you with people and they match you. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's the more active, um, which is like match.com and uh, plenty of fish and okay, Cupid. And, and they have different various ways that you can use the sites where you can be more active. And I encourage women to do that because especially at this age, um, you can't just, at 25, you can put your picture out there and you can sit around and wait for emails to come in. But that's not going to happen at 55 or 65. 
for most of us, mm -hmm. for the vast majority of us. So um, I teach women how to reach out to men. And I teach women how to write the first email and how to move men through, okay, we've emailed a couple times, now let's meet, but not being, not taking the masculine role, so to speak. So showing interest, but not taking the lead and letting him take the lead. Um, so there's, um, there's a lot of sites. There's also sites, by the way, like, you know, I think there's like farmer.com. There's sites based on politics, based, you know, Christian mingle on religion. There's like, Right. Now there's so many to choose. Yeah, from. there's boutique sites for everything. So sometimes I tell some. I, I have a woman who, um, let's say she's like, has really progressive politics. So I'd have her go on Match.com because there's a there's volume and you can um, be very active and assertive, um, and maybe then go on one of the boutique sites, right? So they have like a site. Nice. You diversify your portfolio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the volume's yeah. low on those sites, so you're not going to get as much. Um, but that's you only need one. Yeah. So I keep telling oh, them, you only need that's one. That's right. That's right. So it's really, just to sort of summarize here, you're really talking to women about, first of all, realizing they have walls up if they don't realize that working on taking down their walls, being honest with themselves about what their values are and what really makes them tick at a deep level. Mm -hmm. And then it's, and, and then correct me if I, I'm wrong, but then actually looking for another uh, person with integrity, not just like tall and wavy hair, <laughs> something like that, who's going to be really a companion that's going to, um, you know, have some staying power mm -hmm. and and be um, a quality human being, basically. Uh, yeah, yeah. And most of us, what uh, one thing um, one thing that turns the women on that I work with is intelligence. It's like a perfect example. Um, yeah, you're looking for a man at this time in life uh, when when you really get in touch with your adult. Um, you want someone who's going to have your back. You want someone who's going to treat ah. your family in a certain way. You want someone who's going to make you number one and be there for you when you need them, right? Who's reliable. I mean, all that like boring stuff that if you say that to a 20-year-old, <laughs> she'd be like, who cares? But yeah, right. 60-year-old, yeah, you got to care about that stuff because life is real. <laughs> There's real life day-to-day -day yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, he like really you want the guy helpful. like my husband who, when my father passed, was by my side every single second, and before he passed, mm -hmm. created a wonderful relationship with him. That's mm -hmm. that's sexy. That's like love. That's what mm -hmm. we all want, I think. Yeah, that's a great example. Really interesting. And where can, where's the best place for our listeners to find you, Bobby? Uh, the best thing, and I, I want to, the best thing to do is go to datelikeagrownup.com. Mm -hmm. And what I really encourage your listeners to do is when you get to the site on the menu, there's a button called What Men Want. And I really encourage you to go to What Men Want and download my free guide, my free ebook. Um, it's, it's called what dating is like for men, what dating after 40 is like for men. Um, and then what it does is it tells you about the, the femotypes. There's <laughs> six femotypes, um, six sort of types. And this is all from men's mouths. I interviewed men. They told me about the women they're dating. And I guarantee when you read these seven types, you will find your, at least one of them, if not more. And if, you're if you've got something standing in your way, that discussion is going to help you. So the men talk about like the wow me woman. She's the one who wants the buzz, right? Um, they talk uh. about the 18-year-old. They talk about the bitter woman. Um, when you see yourself in one of those, um, in that book, I guide you through, okay, how do you move through this? Because that's a landmine that's standing in your way. Uh -huh. So get so download that book. It's free, um, and um, 
and you'll learn so much about not just what's holding you back, but how to um, have the courage and what specific steps you can take to just knock that off um, mm-hmm. so that the good men call you back again, right? So that that's yeah. what it's all about. It's like the insider's guide. It is. It is. And it's, yeah. um, and, and if I do say, you know, it's incredibly valuable. And that's why I give it away. Yeah. That's why I give it away. I want every woman to read it. So datelikeagrownup.com, what men want. And I've also got like 300 okay. um, articles out there. Um, wow. For women, for You're women a busy woman. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just well, talk a lot. It's been fascinating. <laughs> it's been fascinating hearing you talk about this and explain, you know, how things are really different as we get older, how our our whole perspective changes and and how you help women, you know, uh, think about this differently and really confront some of their walls and their fears and their, you know, quote unquote baggage. I think that it's, it's such a, an important process and hopefully they find the love they want, but even if they don't, you're giving them a tremendous gift. Mm. Yeah. Finding yourself, your real, you know, your authentic self and being able to be her in the world. Um, yeah, it changes our lives. Mm-hmm. A beautiful thing. Thank you so much for talking to me today, Bobby. I'm going to put these notes up, and um, I'm sure that you will get some people contacting you to find out more. I'm, I'm really, I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to share and to talk to you. I really appreciate it a lot. You do great work for women. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. I love to hear from my listeners, so send me an email at nicolechristina.com and tell me what you'd like to hear more about. I would also greatly appreciate if you could hop on iTunes and rate the show. Ratings help other people find the podcast so I can share all these good, juicy interviews with others. I would also invite you to become a patron of the Zestful Aging Podcast. Hop on over to patreon.com forward slash Zestful Aging and consider making a small donation. You will be eligible for insider-only goodies and behind-the-scenes information, and it'll help you feel good knowing that you're contributing to the Zestful Aging Podcast. I'll look forward to sharing more juicy interviews next week on Zestful Aging.